Welcome. This is my favorite time of the year. As we begin to share mystical tales at Christmas, a realm where magic and wonder reign supreme. I'm your guide, Kristen Wombach, and I'm an inspiration collector of divine tales, a voice of the ethereal, and a seeker of the divine. Today, our journey leads us to the wondrous land of expectation, a realm where hope and belief interweave. They conjure up miracles and mysteries, and I have a few to share. As the snowflakes dance and the hearth glows, we will embrace the feeling of anticipation that permeates the holiday season. Be it the longing for a snow-laden wonderland, or the joy of reuniting with cherished ones, or the marvel of Christ's birth, expectation whispers, weaving a tale of faith and wonder. So let us cast aside the mundane and immerse ourselves in the captivating tales of this mystical season. Let the glittering fairy dust of the holiday spark our imagination and power the expectation and let it take hold. We are going to journey through the wondrous tapestry of Christmas. Let's put on our Believe hats. Are you ready? I'll see you on the inside. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey. But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. There is nothing better than a good tale. A story that holds the air thick, capturing each breath held until the words unfold its secrets. And you breathe out Christmas. What a beautiful once upon a time. Time is not a measure of this moment towards the next moment. It's a ribbon that goes through the ages in the heart of God. To say timeless is to say... Time is nothing less than a miracle for your imagination. We are in time 
and by the grace of God within our likeness and oneness in him, we are here to discover the attributes of his Alpha and Omega sown in our DNA. <laughs> oh boy, we're going to have a good time today. I love sharing mystical encounters with you. And over the holidays, I invite you to sit back, wonder, ask questions, and prepare yourself for a jolly laugh. Today, we are beginning a series of Christmas mystical tales. I invite you into my love of all things period British. I'm going to stir up the child at heart, talk about trans relocation and the cloud of witnesses. I have stories that I'm going to blend together today, and the stories cross over the present, the past, and the future. You did put your I believe hat on, didn't you? May I remind you of one of my favorite identity quotes. This is just my favorite. It is also shown on my About page and shared with us in the greatest of wisdom from Prophet Paul Kane. It's better to be a mystic and be different. Because if being a mystic means you see the invisible, hear the inaudible, and feel the intangible, then I want to be a mystic. Let me ask you a question. Is time really invisible? And are... Hmm. The voices spoken over the ages, are they inaudible? Can we feel the treasures of the people who walked the earth before us? Can we touch the intangibility of their lives and together bring healing and transformation and change? Can we do that? The most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. <laughs> the definition of expectation, the strong belief that a miracle will happen. Today, with the keys of the kingdom that Jesus has placed in yours, and my hands. Together, let's unlock the door of miracles and happenings, okay? The story I'm going to share with you is from the invisible, inaudible, and intangible places. We're going to call it, hmm, expectation. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Enchanted Castle Christmas Barn, where we sprinkle the magic of the holiday season with a dasher and dancer, prancer, and vixen of hospitality. 
Our Etsy shop, Castle Christmas Barn, is a treasure trove of whimsical and one-of-a-kind Christmas decorations that will transport you straight to a winter wonderland. Our decorations are crafted to ignite wonder and make your heart flutter. Whether it's our handcrafted kissing balls or custom ornaments, each piece is fashioned with love and meticulous detail. We know your sleigh is running on racing fuel, so you can stop quick to get those last-minute digital downloads of sweets and cocoa gift name tags, or count your blessings, polka dot stocking stuffers, or merry magic greeting card. We create a pinch me moment you'll relive year after year. So who's invited to Castle Christmas Barn? Anyone looking to add a sprinkle of magic to their abode this festive season. Whether you are on the hunt for a unique gift or a special decoration, our Etsy shop has something to delight you. Head on over today and let us help you unleash the magic of Christmas in your home. Castle Christmas Barn Etsy Shop. The link is in your show notes. My first visit to England, early December in 2017. With all the holiday trappings ready to just touch and unpack my heart, I was so excited. Now, I only have time to pull a moment from the calendar of my visit, a moment from the open door of happenings. On my arrival to England, I was greeted by a host of angelic. There is much a part of this story as the Trinity who enjoyed watching me unwrap it. We begin our story the first morning after arriving in Bath, England. During my devotion time, with a little bit of jet lag, trying to get used to the different time zone, and holding a steaming cup of coffee, the angel who was overseeing the contents of a briefcase given to me upon my arrival to England, he handed me a day's agenda. Hmm, a spiritual agenda. Well, I placed my spiritual hand, my hand, on the paper or the item and that is how, that's how I wait for my spirit to convey the contents to my understanding. I call it hmm, kind of reading heavenly braille, a simple example. Okay, you ready? If I blindfolded you and I put a penny in your hand and asked you what I had placed in your hand, you could feel it, right? the weight of it, you could smell it. And by the time your nose caught the scent, a signal that it was copper would trigger to your brain and you'd know by the size and that it was cold and the weight 
of it, you would easily know that I'd placed a penny in your hand. And oh, if you were thinking too hard, I'd ask you to taste it. You know what a penny tastes like. Well, its same intuitive sense works in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Back to my story. I sensed that my friend and I had an assignment at the ancient Roman baths. <laughs> it was awfully handy that they were just a long walk away from my friend's home. I don't know about you, but I have been in love with period British for as long as I can remember. Romantic, historic, Victorian, Jane Austen, Charlotte Bronte, Downton Abbey. Oh, they resonate from inside of me before I even knew where my family roots were. As we take our long walk together, we will stumble across the Cotswold Way, past All Saints Church, down the hillside as we cross over Victoria Gardens into the establishment of Bath. <laughs> it was a pinch-me moment to our assignment. Kristen, I want you to cleanse the Roman baths. Um, okay, Lord? How do we do that? <laughs> well, revealed on that mystical piece of paper that I had been given by a very matter-of-fact angel that was showing me. Matter-of-fact, come on, we want details, Kristen. Well, here to accomplish the task in the kingdom, no fluff, is suit and tie, more like the men in black. Oh, you're laughing at me now. Their appearance, I should say, assists us in working with them. Mm -hmm. They are beings of light. The dress was for me to identify the angel and the purposes following the orders that was given him. So on the spiritual paper was a picture of a contact cleaner and solution. I'm going to call it a doohickey container. That's my <laughs> Western humorous language, right? That doohickey container, the one that you place your contacts in to clean them. Let me give you a better hint here because I looked it up. So what I use is called Clear Care Plus. It's a cleaning solution with a lens case. I did do the research so that I knew what the Lord was saying would happen. So he's taking a natural principle, showing me something in the spirit, and this is what's going to happen. The doohickey, the clear care solution of your contacts, it was a bubbling power of hydrogen peroxide. It surrounds your lenses with a long-lasting moisture. So the patent wraps your lenses for fresh lenses and feeling. The triple action cleaning loosens dirt, deep cleans, and removes protein. 
Mm-hmm. So the doohickey has a platinum disc, which activates a gentle bubbling action and neutralizes by hydrogen peroxide into a gentle saline solution. Mm. Thanks to technology, little bubbles clean organically in six hours. Hmm. Imagine this technology from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's some doohickey, huh? <laughs> Heaven is so brilliant. Transformation is a spiritually simple as a chemical platinum disc meeting hydrogen peroxide. Yep, bubbles of cleansing power. So, in the spirit, I'd picked up a little hydro-cleaning doohickey. Did you get it? Okay. And since my American English, I'm going to clarify for my international listeners, okay? A doohickey is a very informal word for an object whose name you don't know you or you forgot or you can't recall at the moment. Some people say doodad, a thingy, a thingamajig, a thingamabob, a whatchamacallit, a what's it. You get it now. Okay, you're welcome. I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. But let's just keep it simple. I can call it a doohickey. The Lord showed me what it did and what was the principle that was going to clean the Roman baths. Okay? Let me give you a little bit more fascinating history. The Roman baths are well-preserved therma in the city of Bath, Somerset, England. A temple was constructed on the site between 6070 AD in the first few decades of Roman Britain. Its presence led to the development of a small Roman urban settlement known as Aquasulis around the site. The Roman baths, designed for public bathing, were used until the end of the Roman rule in Britain in the 5th century AD. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, the original Roman baths were in ruins a century later. The area around the natural springs was redeveloped several times during the early and late Middle Ages. The Roman baths are preserved in four main features, the sacred spring, the Roman temple, the Roman bathhouse, and a museum which holds artifacts from Aquila Sulis. However, all the buildings at the street level date from the 19th century. It's a major tourist attraction in the UK, and together with the Grand Pop Room, it receives more than 1.3 million visitors annually. Visitors can tour the baths and museums, but cannot enter the water. A little romantic history here. For you who also love period British, the Grand Pump Room, you would be very familiar with it, is well-acquainted location. In literature, the novelist Jane Austen was familiar with the Pump Room, which is used as a setting in her novels, 
Northanger Abbey, and Persuasion. It was a meeting place for fashionable people where every creature in Bath was to be seen in the room at different periods of the fashionable hours. It is here that Catherine Moreland, the heroine of Northanger Abbey, meets Henry Tilney after principal characters in the novel. In Persuasion, one of my favorites, Admiral Croft retires to Bath to take the waters because of his gout. The prop room has been used in filming locations in screen adaptations in both the novels and so many more. I have left you pictures in the show notes. You will love them. In the town of Bath, imagine it's decorated in Christmas fair. The famous Bath Christmas Market is in full swings with quaint little booths that look like small Scandinavian cabins lining the streets. It was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So the spiritual doohickey in my hand We passed by all means of glorious history and wonder. We'll get back to those, I said. But let's bask in the moment with our spiritual imagination turned wide open. Imagine with me the cloud of witnesses that was accompanying us. Think about it. How many people had been touched by the Roman baths? Hmm. I had long since met Queen Victoria in the cloud of witnesses, and maybe in the weeks to come, I'll be able to share more of that story. You've heard me speak about my dog, Dash. She is an intimate testament of my ongoing relationship with her. Heaven is so amazing. A mystical tale waiting for each of us as heirs to the kingdom to open the glories. You know, death was never supposed to be our invitation. Jesus is. And he is still inviting his bride to come up here. (laughs) Well, the little girl in me felt this adventure. Mm -hmm. Like Dorothy and Toto, the lion, the scarecrow, the tin man. Like they were crossing the field of poppies on the way to the Emerald City. That's what I felt like. And just follow Kristen the yellow brick road. And for you, Wizard of Oz buff, Jesus is the snow in the poppy field that wakes us up from our fears. (laughs) My friend and I arrived at our landmark. And I'm sure we strolled through just a few charity shops on our way. We purchased our tickets and turned towards the entry and the dimension changed. (laughs) It changed. 
our spirits intuitively shifted and allowed hush. If hush was a roar, as if time was exhaling. The room <laughs> was immediately crowded. You could hear a sound of a thousand footsteps following behind, filling the stairs, the lobby, and they kept coming as time opened the doors to our spiritual ears. <laughs> you could feel the anticipation as each cloud of witness, they were a personal representative and they had a license to witness this auspicious occasion. Imagine the joy the restoration, the families, the workmen, the farmers, the Roman soldiers, the priests, the vicars and chaplains, parents and children and artists and painters and common folk and royalty, writers, townsfolks, shopkeepers, travelers, visitors and kinfolk. And I'll suggest maybe even mine. Hmm. I've shared with you some mystical tales, unfathomable adventures hidden in the episodes of this podcast. And to date, no other encounter has included such a huge company of the cloud of witnesses as this. Both my friend and I, the hair was standing up on the back of our necks and on our forearm oh, with all manner of all. Oh, my gosh, God. <laughs> you could say we were being watched. No pressure here. No pressure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was amazing. So we traveled down to the Roman street level and we walked through the tourist paths built to protect the street. Then we stepped onto stones, hewn and moved by man powers of a different day. Imagine if those Roman stones could cry out, Ah, the tune of glory. Imagine man's blood, sweat, and tears compressed into its chalky white bath clay. Who do you think might have touched this same road? Who had come to these baths to receive cleansing, forgiveness, healing, a touch from the waters. Hmm. Who and why? Can you, can you feel the spiritual gravity? <laughs> yes. But in him, in, in our oneness, it's as weightless as that spiritual doohickey in my spiritual pocket. Let me ask you this. 
How does one cleanse the waters in a busy, trafficked place? Um, okay, help here. The story just gets even better. <laughs> so we asked the Lord. Uh, then we positioned ourselves at the headwaters, waiting for the non-spiritual foot traffic to move ahead. Just kind of like, okay, move, move along. <laughs> we were being weird. Yes, we were. <laughs> non-spiritual. I'm laughing. So remember, 1.3 million visitors annually come through here, and they had no idea who else was among them. Mm-mm. <laughs> Dear listener, <laughs> oh, that we would tune our spiritual ears to hear the stories we can take part of in history. I'm going to say that again. Oh, that we would tune our spiritual ears to hear the stories we have permission to take part of in history. I remember looking at the walls and the pillars. They were painted to portray the era for visitors to behold the time period. It was just wonderful. So the headwaters, the headwaters spilled out of the wall, leaving a rust residue on the white stone, bath stone that is pulled from the ground there is white. If you look at the, the houses and the stoneworks around there, it's called white stone bath stone. Water for all those years rolling over the white stones, it governed the stream. And there was a slight mist that rose as the warm waters and the December air clapped together. Our moment had arrived. <laughs> People had just gone around the corner and moved on. And heaven had made a moment. We prayed a very simple prayer. We spoke the divine recipe combining the principle of chemical and mineral for transformation across the ages, cleansing. I took the spiritual doohickey from my pocket and I spiritually dipped it into the water. I put the cap on the top and I shook it, imagining the bubbles working with those two principles at hand. Then I poured it back into the stream and I set the container on the ledge. Our assignment felt complete. In the spirit, the room breathed. It exhaled. The crowd dispersed, the spiritual crowd dispersed from our immediate company. <laughs> so we continued to follow the visitor path and we ended up at the baths themselves. 
There were signs upon signs and listings. Do not touch the water. <laughs> they had all manner of attendants that were wonderfully dressed in period costume. They were there to corral the most curious of visitors. Well, <laughs> I'm not a rule breaker. Um, then again, my favorite quote is this. No well-behaved woman ever changed history. <laughs> we had sauntered around the baths and the grandeur. You'll have to just see the pictures and the lighting. The sun had set. There was the Christmas market behind. It was wonderful. There were huge columns, the street levels today, and then taking it all in and you could see the public and the cloud of witnesses just walking around on the different colonnades. <laughs> but the most interesting thing we noticed, huh, nobody seemed to notice us. The attendants walk by and we smiled. Both my friend and I are very outspoken and always look people directly in the eye and smile. Huh. That's an understatement. So we put our heads together. We had the same thought. I mean, after it happened more than once, people pass you and... No one's looking at you and smiling at you. We went, oh, they can't see us. <laughs> God, they can't see us. I smiled inside myself and said, Lord, oh my goodness, this is fabulous. Guess what I did? Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> I walked over to the edge of the bath. I knelt down and I brushed my hand through its waters. I stood up, my hands cool, wet, and dripping. <laughs> Still, nobody had noticed us or chased us or yelled at us. <laughs> Some of you might think, eee, you touched the waters? Yes, I did. I touched the waters and so had Jesus. Tell me, think about our assignment. What happened the last time in Scripture that Jesus said and he touched the waters? What happened at his baptism? He touched the waters. And again, his spirit touched the waters at the wedding of Cana. And it changed into wine. Remember our assignment, the prayer, and the application of this particular mandate? The full Godhead is represented in each one of us. Amen. Now think about it. Who has touched the waters today? <laughs> Both my friend and I physically touched the waters and proceeded 
to check the areas of our bodies where we could use some divine intervention and healing. I thought maybe the metal plates in my left knee have disappeared. (laughs) I got you thinking. We left the Roman baths changed by change himself. The story nearly six years old in my memory It's so vivid in my heart. May I remind you where we started. It's better to be a mystic and be different. Because if being a mystic means you see the invisible and hear the inaudible and feel the intangible, then I want to be a mystic. Is time or our presence in time? Is all of time really invisible? Are the voices spoken over ages, are they inaudible? Can we feel the treasures of the people who walked on the earth before us or even in the future? Can we touch the intangibility of their lives and together bring healing and transformation and change? My dear family, the most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. The definition of expectation the strong belief that a miracle will happen. Today, with the keys of the kingdom that Jesus placed in our hands, we unlocked the door of happenings, the invisible, inaudible, intangible place was transformed. Transformed. The most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. The mystical feeling today, right here, right now, in this episode, Mystical Tales at Christmas. I like to pray together. Father God, as you touch our heart, With this tale, I just invite you, Holy Spirit, (laughs) to touch each of our hearts just as if we dipped our hand together in those Roman baths, believing that a miracle will happen. We release the will happen, and the yes, yes, and amen that you are. And we hold that close. We breathe in and breathe out and say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, listener, for spending this time with me today. So much fun. And I have more coming, more mystical tales at Christmas. Make sure that you have a good listen. And remember the show notes because I have some photos to share with you and other goodies there. 
you have a wonderfully blessed rest of your day. I look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye now.